All right, as normal. See how like it's spiking like really high because yeah. I'm so close. How's mine? Is mine good or mine not? No, yours is, yours is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Did it just spike when I said that? <laughs> What's your volume at in the middle? Uh, uh, yeah, about. Like, it's we're like aiming at the yeah the red dot right. Here. All right, cool. cool. So. As we're talking and going this through, we want to make talking. sure that you understand that this is exactly how – see how it spiked a little bit. So I'm going to adjust yeah. my gain down a little teeny bit. And that should probably help it. So as you can Word. see, we're not doing any spiking. We are staying – There's no way I can pay attention to that and talk. I'm just telling you. No, that, that's fine. But I meant more so just like as we're doing the sound check just to like cool. – All right. So like just talk normally, like have a few sentences. Okay, so like talk just, normally and just like talk like this basically. Yeah. Talk to me about, like, what your favorite part about Rob is. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it did there. But. My favorite part about Ace Poppy, everything. No, I mean, I don't know. That's, 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 don't, don't talk lower. Don't worry about talking lower. Talk normal, and then we'll yeah. adjust the gain. <clears throat> okay. How does that sound? Does that sound better? Go ahead, like, like just, just like, like, talk about just, like, literally anything. Um... Getting your haircut at seven. You're talking quiet uh, though. I am talking quiet. Okay. Yeah, like just you like talk like like how would you describe to your hairdresser how you're gonna get your hair cut? The normal. <laughs> Sorry. It's weird to just talk, just like say talk about anything, you know what I mean? Um Yeah, I don't know. I say do a little bit on the sides, right? Maybe keep it the the top a little longer because Allie wants it to be longer. Something like that. <clears throat> that good? Yeah. Much. Cool. Yeah. It is what it is, dude. I know. I just, it's, I'm telling you, I had to do a lot of voice editing last night to, because it, it didn't sound amazing. But then when I did it, it sounded better. But I know getting this right will make it great. Easier. Yeah. Word. Cool. So, oh, so we're recording. We're yep. Good. We're all good. Awesome. Cool. So today we want to talk about uh, the home service sales cycle, some ways that you can improve your home service sales cycle or develop one if you're completely starting from scratch. So the first thing we want to do is go through what the home service sales cycle is and maybe how that's a little bit different from other industries or products uh, yeah, and how people consume and purchase things. I was going to say before we get into the home uh, service sales cycle, let's just compare it to something uh, like food. Yeah, like food's an easy one, right? So I would say most people, when they're looking for a home service, what they do is, especially today, they go online, mm -hmm. right? They search for the service that they're looking for, right? Because again, and we'll get into this more in detail, there isn't a ton of brand loyalty. So people don't generally know off the top of their heads what exactly a bunch of different businesses that uh, do what it is they look for. So they look for a couple businesses, right? They look at maybe... Maybe the first three Google results, definitely the first one, hopefully the second one, maybe the third one, yeah. right? They get a few uh, different quotes. They generally call or they submit something online and then they uh, they get a quote, they get an estimate, and then they compare that with the other quotes that they have. They usually do some sort of checking on the website or maybe on different review sites, yep. portal sites that they, you know, are friendly to like a Yelp or, you know, maybe a Google, mm -hmm. something like that. And then from there, they, you know, they decide to schedule. So there's a couple more stages maybe then in comparison to buying a sandwich, right? Where people say, well, what do I want? And then they usually pick something that they generally already know or have an awareness of yeah right? and if they just say you know you go you today you want chipotle right and you drive to chipotle and they're closed you say oh well that stinks and you go get 
whatever other sandwich you want. Right, and tomorrow you might go to Chipotle when they're reopening or when they open again. But for a home service, such as moving, um, you, you don't have the day available for the customer. Even if they do have a lot of brand loyalty, if you don't have that date available, they need to find somebody else. Yeah. And then once they get that job done, they're probably not going to need similar services done for a while at right. the earliest and yes. maybe not ever, ever at the right. latest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they may never need you again. Or even if you do something like an example for us, like junk removal, where people mm -hmm. may use it multiple months, we're still talking maybe – even if it's a week or weeks, it's still a lot more time than a sandwich. You might get it the next day. Yeah, right. Literally. Some people might literally go to Subway three, four days a week, which, mm -hmm. is, which is great. You know what I mean? But the, it's a lot more top of mind for them. They're a lot more familiar with the process. There's a lot and more that's opportunity – for sure. To get the sale. Right. And that's another thing to think about when you're talking about the home service sales cycle. People maybe have an idea of what they need done, but they don't necessarily know exactly what service they need. So they're not only going online to find a service that does what they they need to make sure the company is good. They're mm -hmm. also making sure it does what they want, right? Because their situation, whether it is or it just feels like, is totally unique to them. Right, like they need a moving service, but they don't need a full service mover, or they need to do part of their kitchen, but not a full renovation. Right, and they're not sure exactly who does that and what. So that's what they're going online to really do uh, that due diligence to just to make sure that they can even get done what they want to get done. So it's a it's a different process, a different mindset compared to normal consumer products or or um, you know like food services. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, it, it's interesting in general with the home service with home service as an industry, how there's so many levels in terms of what kind of product you can get. And not that one is better than the other. They're just four different people. Right. So for instance, if you need painting done, you can get someone off Craigslist to come paint the room and they're probably not going to do a perfect job, but they're going to be pretty cheap. And if you're only painting your workout room and you, it's, the walls are going to get dinged up anyway, that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, or you might need to have a, a, you know, image of the Mona Lisa on your wall. And then you can't just go with the cheap guy or the middle grade guy. You need to go to the high end person. Right. For sure. Or so. you're the type of person that you want it done well, but you don't want to pay an arm and the leg and you want to find that middle ground company. Or you still have some level of professionalism and you're willing to pay more for that, but you don't necessarily need it to be the highest end, you know, exactly. some sort of professional artist to come in and do painting. And so I think that's, that's true across the home service industry in general. And those are just three levels, yes. right? There's yes. there's yes. varying, there's a gray kind of range and spectrum between all three yep. of those, right? There's there's even nothing against something like a Craigslist, but there's Craigslist people that are as cheap as cheap as possible, right? And there's no professionalism. Then there's, you know, a lot higher range of people even in that level, yep. right? Compared to, uh, and again, even on the highest end, there's the highest tippity top. We are the most expensive. We do the best job. Here's all the bells and whistles. And then there's, hey, we're on the high end, but we're maybe not, you know, as completely all the bells and whistles were a 150-year-old company with, you know, a billion employees. Yep. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So there's definitely a spectrum between all those. So sure. with that being said, I also think not only are there similarities in terms of the sales cycle, in terms of the actions of the customer, but I think there, or I know that there's similarities in what you can do as a home service business to not necessarily differentiate from your competition, 
in terms of the product, but differentiate in terms of maximizing how many bookings you can get. Right. Making sure that you're getting as much service as possible. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. I think there's a, a few things that you can focus on that are tried and true across all home services. And, um, you know, again, because it's different, you're not just positioning yourself in marketing and, and, and selling something that people understand. You have to also make sure that they understand exactly what you're selling. So I think the, the first one that we know is the most important thing is response time. Yes. That is number one across speed. the board. Yeah, speed, speed, fast, fast, speed to, to make sure that you answer questions as quickly as possible. Because especially in the world we live in now, Amazon has made things so you know on demand. We're used to, hey, I, I want something. I can either get an answer for it or I can solve that problem today. I, or not even today. I can solve that problem this second, right? I can just be on my phone and get it done. So- and a lot of home services are a little more complex. Not a little, but a lot of them are a lot more complex. Well, especially compared to a simple product, maybe like then, a sandwich yeah, or Yeah, selling ball. a sandwich or a soccer ball. Exactly. Yeah, those are very simple. We all pretty much understand it. And, you know, when we purchase it, we may – there may be a spectrum of what we're looking for, but we have an idea of what we're getting. And your expectations are probably going to be met because you know what you're looking for when you're going to exactly. make that purchase. With a, with a home service, there's a lot of different questions and you're kind of – you're not always comparing apples to apples and people don't necessarily understand understand exactly what you do or all that it is that you do. So you want to very quickly make sure that you answer those questions because in the age of the internet and the web and social media, what people are going to do is simply go to the next person. So the issue that we know that a lot of people have that you have to figure out a solution for or as best you can a solution for is kind of the contractor flow. So if you're a small business or you're just starting or this is your side gig, you may not be open 24-7 you know, 24 hours, seven days a week, you not be able to answer calls very quickly, or you don't even have somebody that can answer. I was going to say, if, yeah. if, if you're small enough and you're doing, doing most of the work, right. you can't, if for, for, in our industry, if you're lifting a dresser, you can't answer the call. Yeah. Physically. Like, it's literally. not possible. Yeah. 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 You can't be answering the call. So what you have to do is find different strategies to, to lower that response time as much as possible. Cause again, the longer it takes for you to respond to somebody, if another business, even if they're not as good as you, even if they're not as qualified, if they can just answer those questions and get them an estimate and, and solve the problem that they have, which is scheduling whatever that service is, they're going to get that business more often than you are, no matter how good of a job that you do. So response time is a big one. Another big one that that we talk about definitely is um, transparency. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you are very transparent with exactly what it is that you do. Because again, there, there's so many different things that people are looking for in their unique situation. They don't know exactly what it is that even something as simple or sounds as simple as moving. What, what does that mean? You know, do you, do you wrap the furniture? Do you guys just come pick it up? Do they go downstairs? Do they put it on the truck? Do I have to bring my own truck? Do you guys pack the boxes? Do I pack the boxes? Do you do storage? Like there's a million different options that could go through for something like our services with moving. So we want to make sure right away we can answer those questions and and give them a full accurate picture of what it is that we're um, that we do right and, and yeah. if it matches what they're looking for. Yeah, and, and with that and and kind of going back to that uh, expectation aspect, when the customer is buying a product, typically they have an expectation that they've already made because they know what they're getting with whoever they're going. If they yes. go, if you go get a five dollar soccer ball, you know it's probably going to be cheap and it might not last. If you get the hundred dollar soccer ball, it's probably going to last a while. So the expect- and you know you can kick it because yeah. it's a soccer well, ball. Yes, yes, yeah. and, and the expectation is made by the customer, and it's pretty accurately represented by the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and it's easy to see what the quality is based on the price and reviews. You know the whole nine yep, yards. For sure. 
um, moving into the home service industry, it's important for you to set those expectations for your customer, which means not making the uh, estimate process or whatever, whatever your process is, not making it too simple. Because if it's too simple, you're not going to get enough information to set the expectations for the customer. Because if you just go, oh, someone calls in, yeah, you guys do moving. Yep, we do moving. When you want to book, I'll get you booked in right now. Do super fast, super fast. Well, you don't know what type of job it was. You don't know if you're moving boxes or moving hot tubs, which requires a lot different personnel and a lot different uh, equipment for. And if you don't ask those specific questions, the customer is going to make the expectation as high as possible because they don't really have anything to work off. Like you said, it's, it's a more, um, abstract, uh, you know, service is more abstract than a product. Right. So their expectation is going to be, you know, to the moon and further if they don't have it set for them. Right. So you have to be transparent and set those expectations right from the get go about what you do. And even more importantly, what you don't do so you can be clear. And of course, number one is to make sure you deliver a great product, but also if you're dealing with the operational issues of not being transparent and, and handling unmet customer expectations, what happens is you're taking away your focus from selling more jobs, for, mm-hmm. from from booking more home services. So you're going to be lowering your response time, especially if you're a new business that's just starting or you're by yourself, mm-hmm. right? So so if you're dealing with that, what you want to do is make sure um, you stop that. You start you, you're transparent right from the get go, and yeah, making sure you get the right information so you can set the expectation, and then. To juxtapose that is also kind of another important piece that we have is making stuff as frictionless as possible, mm-hmm. right? So you so you definitely want to make sure you're transparent and you don't go too quickly, but you don't want to make it hard mm-hmm. for them to do. So you want to get as much info as you can and make sure that you have an accurate description. You set the expectations, but you do that in a way that is as easy and, again, like we like to say, as frictionless as possible for the, cons- the consumer, the customer. For sure. And I think, you know, what we – how we handle that here is with scripts and a script. I feel like, especially for someone who owns a smaller uh, home service, it's one of those things like, I don't want to be a salesperson. I don't, I don't want to be phony. And that's not what the script is designed for. The script is to be consistent and to be thorough, to get your information. Mm -hmm. So I think developing scripts, even if they're simple, just something to follow so that you as a home service professional can make sure every single job that calls in, you ask the same questions, you get the same required information to make sure that every person has the same expectations when they hang that phone up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're also trying to eliminate steps with that, right? Yes. So make sure I get everything so I don't have to so call, back, have to call and back and say, oh, yep. geez, I exactly. forgot this. Or, oh, can I send an email and ask this question or send pictures? The goal should be to – now. You may need to get certain steps to make sure you get the thing done, right? Maybe you have to do an on-site estimate depending on the service. You might have to take a look if you're, you know, I don't know if you're pouring concrete. I'm not 100% sure what the specific home service is. But whatever it is that you have to do, you want to make sure you eliminate as many steps as possible and you make it as easy for the customer to say yes, right? You don't want to give them different steps for them to go, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go to the guy that just said, hey, they like here's the price and I'll go with it, mm-hmm. right? So you want to make sure you set that transparent you know, expectation, but you also make it easier and you have as little steps as possible for them to go from, hey, I really want this thing. I was looking at it or need this thing um, done and looking at it online to actually get it scheduled so they can be done with it. For sure. So with that being said, what would you say to 
a home service professional that has a wheelhouse of exactly what they do well. And there's some stretch services off of that that they're not too comfortable with and a customer asks them, do you do this? Yeah. How, how would you – because I think the natural reaction for most home service people is, I'll just figure it out. I'll just do it and I'll figure right. it out. Yeah. Well, you lobbed me a softball. You knew what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, I think the best thing in our experience is to really be good at something. In, in in a perfect world, be great at something or a few things, right? Be really good at those things and hone in on going deep and, and doing a lot of volume on those things, right? Because that's the best way to really grow a professional business, right? Is to say, hey, here's what we do really well. We want to do a lot of it. We, we feel comfortable doing it. Let's make sure we do that. And then if you want to at some point stretch, maybe you add one of those services or maybe two at a time. But for the most part, what you want to do is first establish a, a, a good ground f- you know, kind of base of this is what we do really, really well. We want to do a lot of it and do it over and over again because that that's a truth, truth for any successful business that you can think of. Even if now they have a wide variety of products, at first they probably did one or two things really, really well. I mean, even something as base as huge and massive as Amazon, what they mm-hmm. did was they sold books online. That's yeah. all they did. And he did that really, really well, right? And did a lot of that. And then he started saying, oh, well, we can sell these other products and we can do shipping. And right, and he, he did a, a ton of different things after that. Mm-hmm. But at first, at its core, it was just selling books and selling a lot of them very, very well, very, very quickly. So if you're a home service professional, figure out what you are at first. Don't, don't you know, it's a cliche, but don't be a jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. Be good at something, do a lot of it, learn how to sell it, learn how to price it, learn how to manage it, you know, and if you do that, you can scale it. That, that would be our advice, I know, definitely my advice to somebody mm-hmm. who has a wide range of products or services to, to really do a few things very well, and then you can go into into doing other things. For sure. And then uh, for the home service professional who is in the earlier stages, they don't have a call center like we do here. They're still on the truck, as we would say. Um, working actually, in the business. Yep, yeah. working, doing the actual jobs themselves. What would be a piece of advice to help them lower their response time when they can't have that full conversation while they're actually doing the job? Yeah, I mean, I think the the best thing to do would be harking back to setting expectations as best you can. So as quickly as you can respond to but somebody, do it. So if you can't answer the call because you're on a job, usually you do probably have the flexibility to say, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, let me just send a quick text. Somebody called. Sending a text saying, hey, sir, I can't answer the call right now. Is it possible for me to call you sometime after 6 p.m. or you know maybe before 12 p.m.? tomorrow, maybe before mm-hmm. noon, right? So at least they're getting a response and they get a chance to say, oh, okay, I set the expectation. I'm going to get a call back because what people don't want is to feel ignored. Exactly. So if you don't answer, you don't give them anything, they're definitely going to go to the next person. Mm-hmm. Or if in a few minutes you text them back, hey, I'm sorry, I'm on another job. Is it possible for me to call you back tonight between 8 and 9 p.m.? They may say no. They may say yes. And some people are going to go, no, I, I need an answer right now. I want to get this solved. Sure. So you can't it. get those people nope. no matter what. But you can start raising your percentage of conversions for the people that actually are going to schedule or have a chance with by, by answering them in some fashion. You know, in a perfect world, you answer it and then you maybe set up another call. Um, or again, I, I think a, a text is a great one. There's also a lot of services where you can you can send an auto text right away. So maybe you could set an auto text up if somebody texts your Google Voice, which again, Google has a free uh 
Google Voice phone service set up. So mm-hmm. you can kind of kind of set it up so that at least you're responding in some way, you know, and you're not just kind of leaving things on the side. I know a lot of home service or just service professionals in general that if they don't have somebody to answer the call or it's after hours, they just go, yeah, well, whatever. I'm we'll just, get back I'll, I'll get back to them when I get a chance. You yep. already lost them yep. because the, the business that has the ability to answer. And again, in a home service, you're, you're probably not the only person doing it. You're probably not the only person doing it in a half a mile radius. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go to the next one. They're Absolutely. just going to go down on Google. They're going to call that person. If they answer or they get back to them, they're going to get it. Even if they you know, don't do as good of a job or they cost more. So it's really important to 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 make sure that you focus on it. So that would be a good strategy. For I sure. And I, and I think just to dive a little bit deeper into some of those things, don't be scared to tell the customer whose house you're at right now, hey, I just have to answer this text real yeah. quick. Right. If you, again, expectation setting. When you say that and you're doing a good job, the customer nine times out of 10, if they're rational, go, is okay. not going to have any problem at all. They're going to say, of course, go ahead and do it. And if you happen to need to take a, a an extensive call for whatever the reason may be, you just tell the customer, hey, you know, I, I need to take this call. We're going to take this time off the bill. And it, everything's fine. It doesn't right. have to be this facade of, oh, I have people at the office that do this. No, if you're doing the work, you need to do the work. Yeah, I think we got caught up in that sometimes early All on. the time. We tried to, to leverage the, the thought that maybe you look like a bigger brand than you are because that was our goal, which was great. And that's how we acted. And, and that helped us maybe get to becoming a professional company. But what we didn't do was what you're saying is is leverage the fact that hey I'm smaller I have some advantages built in one is sure. I can I can cut the billing up I can say hey I'm not going to charge mm-hmm. for this amount or I can I can present everything professionally so I can still get back to my customers while I'm on the job yeah that's a great point set that expectation with your current customer mm-hmm. if, if say you know you are on the truck you have to do the work how do I how do I answer the calls you can at least set that expectation with that person because you are the owner you have that ability to to be flexible Yep. Yeah. And uh, I also heard something a while back that really stuck true to me. And it's the person said, I never send a text more than once. And what they meant by that is, okay, in the home service sales cycle, you probably have very similar questions or information needs from your any customer that you get, doesn't matter who they are. So for instance, for us, like one of the big things is, okay, where are you going from? Where are you going to? What's your itemized list? Right. In my phone, especially when we were on the trucks, but even now with other things too, I have a list of notes and I have the top 10 common questions that people ask, I have them saved in my phone. So when I get that call or the text about needing, you know, I, I want to get an information, copy paste. copy, paste, boom. And within three seconds, yep. Right. In three seconds, you were able to eliminate a 15 minute call with one text that yes. you already had typed out. The customer might not have even known you sent a text. That's how fast you can make it. And that, like you said, that self-automation is uber important. Anything that you can do to, to increase the efficiency of your time. Right is of the utmost importance, especially when you're smaller and and being creative with it. Like I said, having a list of of common texts that you typically send people. I mean, how much different is a person's question on the initial call? How much different is it going to be from one person to the next? Probably not much. Or you have all the variations of the question saved up. So you just fire off the one that's appropriate and you're good to go. Yeah, and that also goes back to what we said about the the focusing on your services. It makes it a lot easier to do that when you're only doing one or a few services that you really know well. Because if you're – you know, there's nothing wrong with being a totally general contractor. The issue is you don't really know what questions to ask because they meet a whole – they might – 
need a whole range of things that you're you're looking for. You know, what what do you need for this or this or this? So you don't you can't automate as opposed to when you're focused. It makes it a lot easier to say, okay, I can I can just respond very quickly because yeah, like you said, I have this self-automated sort of list of things that I just have to ask right away and it makes it easier, you know, for the customer. And again, if you're small, you can't respond the same way that, you know, a giant franchise that has 500 units in a full call center that's 24-7, you know, 365 days a year. You can't respond as quickly as them. But what you can do is do your best to get as close to a, a on-demand service as you can to make sure that you're responding as quickly as possible. And that's one where you can say, hey, I got a call. You, you send a text with the questions within a minute, and then they're responding. And, you know, maybe it's not the same as answering and, and getting them booked right on the spot, but at least you're getting your response time lower and lower and lower, you know, compared to just what a lot of people we know do. They just yeah. say, yeah, I'll, I'll just get back to them. No, no, no. That by the time you get back to them, they've already forgot about you. And when you're smaller, typically you have a more intimate relationship with your customers because you're the one going to be there. So with that being said, referrals are so much easier to get because they're referring you. They're not necessarily referring your company. They're referring you You as a person. person, So when the person does refer you and that that second customer gives you a call or a text or whatnot, if you don't respond – all of a sudden, they're just like, eh, all right, this guy might be too busy for me. And they move on to the yes. next one. But if you get that text right, if you send that text right away saying, hey, I'm on a job right now. Um, I'll get back to you you know, later this afternoon. Is that okay? You know, Here's a list of questions I boom, need if you can you answer this. Boom. Now, now they, you hooked they, them. Yes, because exactly. A, they know that you're smaller because they got the referral. Like you said, don't pretend to be something more yep. than what you are. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with but being But they know smaller. you're responsive. They know you're professional. And they understand, oh, I understand. He's with another customer. I'll, I'll give him his, his, his chance. And now, and now you get a chance to compete. with everybody else you're at least in the game yep right and you got to respond quickly enough because the longer you go it's like not playing it's like yep that person it's like somebody walking it's like you walk into a store and no one says anything you can't ring anything up and you go well i'm not what am i doing yeah at one point if i have something i want yeah you're just gonna gonna walk out you're gonna go next door you're gonna go somewhere else you're just gonna go i might just buy it online geez i I can't even i can't buy it what what am i supposed to do right it's the same thing every time someone calls you it's like they're walking into your store and if you don't respond at all they're just going to leave, right? So you got to make sure that 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 you're responding. And that's yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Is that if you are smaller and you're getting those referrals, it's more intimate. But at least if you give them that notice that hey, I I, I didn't forget about you. I'm paying attention to you. They'll give you more leeway because you set that expectation and they feel like oh okay, this this person or this company is really you know they're they're thinking about me. Yep, absolutely. Cool, awesome. Yeah, I mean I think that's a that's a great overview of our view of home service sales cycle and how you can. Really improve your your home service sales and uh, increase them by using those strategies to 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 grow your business. Yeah, and I would say for for me the the big takeaway that I would love for smaller uh, home service professionals is don't be bigger than you are. Like it's okay to be where you're at. Yes. You can you're gonna grow into the bigger company that you have in your vision, but you're not there yet. And that's totally fine because that's something that, like you had said before, we completely neglected. And I, looking back, realized how much that hindered us in the moment, especially. Right. We didn't take advantage of all the aspects of being a smaller company. Because exactly. there's such advantage of so being many. Uh, a sole proprietor with not a lot of employees or no employees. You have a lot of flexibility that there's no way that we could even compete with. Absolutely not. Because you just have the ability to do things and and, and act in a way and, and be quick on your feet because you're actually out there in front of the person. So take advantage of that advantage, you know, when you're competing sure. with somebody else 
else. You have less overhead probably. I hope so. Yeah. Um, you know, and you, you can just do things that there's no way that a company that's larger than you can do. So use that to your advantage to, to, to win as best you can. Yep. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, until next time. Have a good one. Have a good one.